was the first king of Israel? King Saul. King Saul. And was he king of the entire country? No. No? Well, yes. Yeah. What, what was... This monarchy was... What's a monarchy? That's a fancy word. Nope. Idea. You don't know? No idea? Okay, let me, ask, let, let me say, what is a democracy? What is democracy, Ria? Equal? Is that what it is? Is that like a sugar packet I put in my coffee? I don't know. What's democracy? What's democracy? Anyone know? Uh-huh. The people rule. Everybody rules, right? It's uh, the people are in control. Um, Young man replied, no. So then, the next thing, so that's democracy. <laughs> so, so that's democracy, ruled by many people. Then a, another fancy term is monarchy, mono, one person, right? One person rules, monarchy. And there's like all kinds of archies, right? There's... Noah built his... No. There's, <laughs> there's anarchy, right? What is anarchy? Anarchy means ruled by no one, which is kind of like how things are with you kids. Anarchy. There's nobody in charge. There's no one tells anyone. That's anarchy. That's most of life. Then there's democracy, where everybody's in charge. And then there's monarchy, where there's just one ruler. So Saul, David, Solomon were all what? Monarchs, right? They were king of the whole country, right? Then after Solomon, who came after Solomon? King David. Josiah, quiz. Who came after Solomon? Who was Solomon's son? Yeah, but who, no, well, but who King came? King David, King David, Solomon's son. David's son, Solomon, took over, but what about Solomon's son? Uh, I have no clue. You have no clue. Solomon's son was Rehoboam. Ah. Rehoboam. Uh, what it, did, you, did you teach them this? Yes, I did. You did? <laughs> they forgot. What happened to Rehoboam? This might be a little bit of a review, guys, but we'll, we'll get to the end at some point. Who is Rehoboam? What did Rehoboam do? I'm trying to think of Okay. You want to close? Sam, can you close that? Or, all right, you close that. So, Rehoboam was the king after Solomon. And when he became king, what did the people do? I love saying this story. Rehoboam... Solomon was what kind of king? Was he a good king? Was he a bad king? Was he a wealthy king? What kind of king was he? Wealthy king, I think. He was a wealthy king, and what did he do? Mm, I don't know. He, what do wealthy kings do? They like, they're, they're builders. They're like yeah, uh, yeah. our current president. <laughs> they like to build stuff, right? They're always building things. So he built great palaces, and he built the temple. He, um, Solomon built Sol- Solomon's temple, right? He built all kinds of great palaces and buildings and everything. What does it take to build stuff? Bricks. It takes money. It takes bricks. What does it else take? Does money and bricks put themselves together? No. What do you, what do you mean? 
He needs land, but also who's going to put the people? He needs people. So he would get people, and just like you and Sam and, and Benji and Cement. He would say, Benji, yeah, you got to build my wall. Oh sure. How much will you Most pay? Most people would say sure. No, I'm, not, I'm just going to tell you to do it. I don't, it doesn't matter. I'll give you five dollars. If I give you two dollars, can you say no? No. No, right? Because I'm what? The king. The king. I can tell all you guys to do whatever I feel like doing. Huh? So I tell all of you guys to do this. Hard work, all the time, big labor, nonstop. For 40 years, they built up his great kingdom. They built all his palaces, all his stuff, all of his temples. And then after Solomon died, what do they want to do? They want to destroy it. Well, I don't think they wanted to destroy it. They wanted to take a break. They were done. Then, you, know, you know, have you heard the saying, uh, when the cat is away, the mice will play? When the cat is away, the mice will what? Play. Right? Why? Because They're like, oh, Solomon's dead. His son is in charge. What are we going to do? We're going to tell Solomon. No, tell Roboam. Roboam, your dad was really mean. He causes lots of problems, lots of issues. So you need to be nicer to us. This is all in the Bible. I'm not making it up. So, sure? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, they all told Roboam, Roboam, give it a break. Don't do this anymore. Right? And so what did Roboam do? So he said, yes. No. I will do what you say because I'm such a nice man. No. Well, what did he do? He went to, uh, he went to his advisors. And the, the Bible's great because he, he went to his older advisors. Actually, Solomon's advisors. The old men. And the old man told him, you know, listen to them, your dad was not a nice guy, he forced you guys, the people to do a lot of work, and so you guys should just listen to them. And he's like, so then, they went to, he, he listened to the old guys, then he went to listen to the young guys. And what did the young guys say? What do you think the young guys say? Do they agree with the old people? Because young people always listen to the old people, right? They're always like, yeah, yeah we, yeah, they, they've been there. They're very smart. They must know what, they must have some experience. That's what they did, right? Of course not, right? Young people were like, we're, we know much better than those old guys. What do those old guys know? They, they, they don't know anything. And so what they told Rehoboam is to do is, you need to tell them that you're going to be even tougher than your dad. You need to tell them that you're going to be worse than your dad. You need to rule with an iron fist, right? Tell them who's boss. Don't give in now, right? So then Roboam went to the people. And this is why I love the story. He's like, my dad whipped you with chains, but I will whip you with scorpions. And the greatest saying of all time, though, he said, my little pinky is bigger than my dad's waist. <laughs> so he's saying that I am so much bigger and stronger and more powerful than my dad. Uh, my pinky is bigger than his. Wait. I have a question. So don't mess with me. I'm going to be worse. What? My, uh, my pinky is not bigger than my dad's waist, but I have more power than him. <laughs> 
So, so what did the people think when Rehoboam did this? Did they were like, oh, we're we're sorry, Rehoboam, for even asking this? What did they do? What do you think they did? Did the people listen to him? Oh yeah, thank you. The young men that were brought up spoke of him and said, yeah, it is somewhat lighter for us that I shall say unto them, my little finger shall be thicker than my father's weight. I said waste, but whatever. It's it's the same same idea. So. They said, no way, no how, we're not listening to you, we're not doing this, and so what happened? Can you go back to that slide with the, the nations? Right. So what happened, sadly, is that this united kingdom, this great united monarchy, what happened to it? It got destroyed. It got divided. It got divided, right? So there's a northern tribe known as Israel and a southern tribe known as Judah. Southern nation. So ten, you know how many tribes How many tribes are there? Twelve, right? So ten went to Israel, the north, and only two stayed loyal to Judah. Jerusalem is the capital of the kingdom of Judah, and they stayed loyal to David. And David's house. So the, the, the line that went, made it all the way to Jesus, they stayed loyal to him. But Israel, most of the land, right? This huge kingdom, they said, no, no, we're not doing it. And they, they split off. And when you read the Bible, the Bible is like most of the kings of the northern tribes were all bad. Pretty much all of them were bad. The, a lot of the kings of Judah were bad too. Can you go to the next slide? So what eventually happened, the problem with Israel is Israel is this little tiny country and there's huge empires and much more powerful kingdoms all around it. It's kind of tough when you're like the littlest thing, right? And it's like Israel is just here and then you have big empire here, Egypt here, and the Assyrian empire was this horrible, wicked empire and they had this new innovation, right? was not only would they come and conquer your land and kill your people, they would then take your people and send them to another place. So these, these are innovators in evil. Right? They're, they're the Steve Jobs of wickedness. Right? They're, they're good at it. Right? They're, they, they come up with a new app for, for evil. So they came down there and they destroyed the northern tribe of Israel. They completely destroyed those ten, those ten tribes and sent them into captivity, sent, the, sent other people into their land, and have you guys ever heard of these ten tribes ever again? Does no. the Bible ever mention them again? No. no. Totally gone. Northern tribe is lost. If you can go look for the ten lost tribes of, the, of Israel, you won't find them. Where do they go, Priscilla? They're lost. Right? There's only two tribes left. What are those two tribes? What are the two tribes that are left? Benjamin and Judah, right? So Judah is important, right? Because Judah is what? The line of the kings, right? Leads to Jesus. And Benjamin's also important, which is you, because what tribe was Paul? This might be at the quiz. What tribe was Paul a member of? Benjamin, right? Because Paul says, I am a Jew of the Jews of the tribe of Benjamin, right? So those are the only two left. So that's Benjamin. 
What happened to the little kingdom of Judah? That little, that little, little thing. What happened to them when Assyria came in and destroyed the northern tribe? Did they get destroyed too? No. What happened to them? I don't know. Huh? They survived. How did they, who was the king when that was, all this was going down? Hezekiah. Hezekiah, right? Exactly. Good job. Josiah's ready. He's going to do well. So Hezekiah was the king when, oh, you were reading yeah. that. Come on. Come on. Oh, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Judah miraculously survived, right? Because the uh, the king of Assyria came down like World Wrestling Federation member. He came down. He's like, I'm going to destroy your your whole city. Don't listen to Hezekiah. All the other cities that we destroyed, they pray to their gods, and look at all of them. They are all destroyed. So don't listen to them. Just surrender. So the people surrender in Jerusalem? No. They did it, right? And it wasn't because there was anything good about Judah or special about this little tiny speck. They survived. How did they survive? God know. miraculously saved them, right? That's the only way they made it. So they're this tiny little dot in there. And even there's even inscription from this king, which is very, it's, it's interesting. The Bible is backed up by the inscription because this emperor said, I went down and I destroyed Israel and I defeated the entire place and I went into Jerusalem and I put Hezekiah in a cage in Jerusalem. But he didn't say, what? That he destroyed the city and killed everybody there and took the people. Somehow, that got left out. Why? Because the Bible's right, right? Because he lost. He, didn't, he did, was not able to take over Jerusalem. So then let's go to the next empire. What's the next empire? The Babylon Empire. The Babylonians. Oh, Babylonians. And who is the king when uh, da da Daniel was doing his thing? His name sounds like a sneeze. A chew. No, his name is not a chew. <laughs> who is, huh? The, the king of the Babylonians. Oh, the Babylonians. Nebuchadnezzar. Achoo, Nebuchadnezzar. Right? Nebuchadnezzar sounds like a sneeze. No, anyway. Nebuchadnezzar, right? Nebuchadnezzar did... He, he's an important person in this whole long story because Nebuchadnezzar did something terrible in Jerusalem. What did he do in Jerusalem? He destroyed the temple, the first temple. First temple. Remember, we're trying to find the current temple here in 2019. I'm stuck all the way back here 500 years before even Jesus was born, right? The first temple was... Destroyed. And there's something about Daniel. I uh, won't get into those details right now. Oh, yeah, he was thrown into a... Daniel talks about a statue. He has a dream of a statue. Do you, any of you remember this? Yeah, yeah. There's a dream about a statue. Yeah, yeah, I remember. No? Yep, yeah, I remember. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream about a statue, yeah, right? Yeah, it was like, it, um, when the statue was like half silver, half gold. Exactly. Very good, very good. So his head was what? Metal. Yeah. What was the, his head? Gold, right? And got, the gold was the Babylonians. There was also another image, uh, vision about a beast that was a lion. So this empire destroyed the Assyrians. They're in what's now known as Iraq, right? They destroyed the Assyrian Empire. And so let's go to the next one. Point out options. Okay. Which empire is this one? It says it right there. Persian. What what modern country is Persia now in? Iran, right? 
So they're still causing problems, <laughs> even to this day, right? And what's interesting, and some people say that this is also a prophecy of our current president, but we can argue about that all day long. But what does 45 verse 1 say? Why don't we go there? 45 verse 1. Persia is important for a lot of reasons. Persia came in and destroyed, took over the Babylonian Empire. So it's like, have you ever seen this uh, cartoon of one fish getting eaten by another fish, then getting swallowed by another fish? That's kind of what these empires are all alike. In the Middle East has never been a very peaceful place. <laughs> they just don't get along. I think it's something about the temperature. It's very hot. People are always in a bad mood. So it's like, okay, what does it say? Isaiah 45, verse 1. Um, Isaiah is predicting something. Why don't you guys read it? Oh, no. Thus said the Lord to his anointed to Cyrus, whose right hand. Thus said the Lord to his anointed, who who is a Sunday school final exam fan. What is that word? You guys would know what that word is in Hebrew. Anointed. Huh? Christ is the Greek word. What's the Hebrew word? I don't know. Anointed. Messiah. Messiah, exactly. Right. That, Hebrew, that word in Hebrew is Messiah. Thus said the Lord to his Messiah, weird, to his Messiah, to Cyrus. Keep on going. Whose right hand I have holden to subdue nations before him. And I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two leaved gates, and the gates shall not be shut. Right. Two? I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. Next I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, would call thee by name and the God of Israel. I can read the next one. For Joe, Jacob, my Savior. Yeah, here we go. In mine, select, I have even called thee by the name. I have summoned thee, summoned three, thee, two, throat, has it not known me. So what is, what is God saying here through Isaiah about Cyrus? Cyrus is not... A believer. Right? Cyrus is the emperor of this pagan kingdom known as the Persians, right? He's not a believer. He's not a follower of God. He calls himself King of Kings. That's what the Persian kings used to call themselves. King of Kings. He probably thought himself as a God. Right. Good point, baby. God is the king of kings, but human beings, men like to call themselves king of kings because they've got ego. So this guy thought he was something special. Ego is like... No, it's like, oh, I'm so big, I'm so important. No one should ever say anything bad about me. Cyrus thinks that he took over Israel based on his own abilities, right? 
based on his own skill. Like he was such a great military ruler that he took over Israel because he was so, so strong. But what does God say to him? Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, I picked you, right? I picked you to do this. It's not because you're in charge of the world. I am. I'm the king, right? And so God picked Cyrus for a particular purpose. What was the purpose that God had picked Cyrus for? And it, it always confuses me because I, I always wonder, like, what is, what kings, why are certain kings picked to be rulers and why aren't some others not? Why are there so many evil rulers in the world? Is, how is God in charge of all of these political dynamics? Here, it's he pretty clear. He can, well, yeah. And Cyrus, even though he wasn't a believer, God picked him for a purpose. Why did God pick Cyrus? For what purpose? Exactly right. Exactly right. Cyrus sent the people of Israel where? Where did Cyrus send the people back? To Israel, right? So the people who were in captivity because the Babylonians had destroyed the temple and he sent them all back to their land. When they went back to Jerusalem, we read that about in Ezra and Nehemiah. What did they find in Jerusalem? Destruction. Everything was a mess. They eventually put it all back together, and they built the temple again, known as the Second Temple. Right. That's why, in a sense, God picked Cyrus to let the people go back to rebuild his temple, and the Second Temple was built. So then keep on going. What's the next one? Persian Empire. Then came Hellenistic Empire. I don't know who that is. Who, who, who is this Hellenistic Empire? The Bible doesn't say a lot about this empire, but it's very famous in human history. You know, there are some great philosophers in, in Greece. Um... Have any of you heard of Socrates? No? Some guy named Socrates? He had a student named... Socrates does not play soccer. I, I don't, don't think that's what he was famous for. Socrates had this really great method known as Socratic method. It's where you ask people questions and try to come up with a discussion and start with an agreement. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite teaching methods. Socratic method. Anyway. He, he had a student named Plato, who really liked, he liked play, he liked to build clay statues of things, and no, that, that's totally wrong. I was just trying to be funny. So Socrates' student was Plato, and Plato had a student named Aristotle, and Aristotle, this is, this is getting somewhere, I promise, Aristotle had a student named Alexander, that's right. Alexander. Who is this Alexander? His dad was my dad, Philip. He was a Macedonian, and his son was known as Alexander. Philip was this great king of Macedonia. His son was Alexander. And like any other great 
son of a great king, he had a great teacher who came and tutored him was Aristotle. And Alexander was called the Great. Are you really telling the truth? I am telling the truth, man. This is history. Alexander the Great. What's special about Alexander the Great? Anyone heard about him in history? Because his father was your father? No, his father, yeah. I mean, I, th- my dad's name is Philip, so anyway. That's, that is uh, beyond the point. But Alexander the Great's important. Why? Because he came and destroyed the Persian Empire. Right? He conquered the Persian Empire, took them over, and took over. Why it's important for our story is that, if you go back to the slide, probably running out of time. If you go back to the slide, Oh, we're all the way at the down. Okay, no. Right before that Hellenistic? Oh, that's the end. Okay. Don't want, look at that. Hellenistic? Yeah, there you go. So, he was able to go all the way. It doesn't even have the whole thing. He goes from Greece all the way to India, to Egypt. This was a humongous empire. This whole thing. But he took over our little Israel, too. Right? Israel is in that mix. Yeah. After he died, he, he, he died as a young man, which is interesting, right? Like, you conquered the whole world as, like, I think he was in his 30s. He was younger than us, right? He, he took over, like, this ridiculous amount of land, destroyed the Persian Empire as a young guy, and then he just quickly dies. Some people say he was poisoned, right? So this is why I don't trust the things of this world, right? Like, you could conquer the whole world and then be called the Great, and then boom, he's dead. His, did his descendants take over? No. What happened? His empire got divided up by four generals. He got split up into all these different pieces. I have a question. Go ahead. Who are the four generals? I don't know. One of them is known as Ptolemy. He, was a, he took over Egypt. And the other one is, I don't know the names of all of them. I'm sorry. But they, they were in charge of the four of them. And one of them was in control of Israel. A lot of Daniel is dealing with one of these these people, and this part of the this part of history is actually not covered in the Bible because what's the last book in our Old Testament? Fans, Bible quiz fans, what's the last book in our Old Testament? Malachi, right? Malachi is the last prophet listed. Then the Old Testament ends, and what's the first book of the New Testament? Mark. Very good. No. First book in the New Testament is Matthew. Matthew, so we're looking at about 400 years where we don't have a book in the Bible. This whole period is kind of silent. There are other books that are written. Have any of you heard of the Apocrypha? Right? There are books that were written in between. They were not written in Hebrew. So that's why later Pharisees did not accept that. on how do we understand a history that's full of violence and evil and wickedness in the world with a God of love and grace and beauty like our Lord. Amen. And I feel that it's because God is building a great, a great story, a great masterpiece in it that is beyond the wickedness of particular men 
who call themselves great, who call themselves powerful, but they were never as great and powerful as our King Jesus. Because, because God, because Jesus, unlike all of these, these kings who killed and were, were in battle and war, Jesus ruled through his love, for, through his death on the cross for us. Through, through his influence, through his love, he was able to take over the world through Christians. Amen. And we are we're called to spread that love. Hallelujah.